This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. But off the top in this hour, a look at Alberta's fiscal plight. As mentioned last week, it was quite a contrast as our neighbors to the West tabled their fifth consecutive surplus budget. Whereas we had the finance minister deliver some pretty bleak news on Thursday. Uh, Joe Cece, the finance minister, uh, trying to put a good spin on it. You know, there are uh, signs of recovery. We're turning a corner, he was saying. Uh, but it couldn't mask the bad news. It's a whopping $10.8 billion deficit. That's up from the budget. And the deficit remains up despite the fact that revenues are up. About $1.5 billion from the budget. I think like the PCs before them, the NDP are trying to have it both ways. The premier, the finance minister, like to boast that Alberta still has the lowest overall tax burden in the country. But of course, the premier and the finance minister also like to warn about the uh, alleged horrors of, of cutting spending. Any kind of serious look at cutting spending is, is slashing and burning as they see it. Now, we can look at B.C., and I guess you can look at it from both sides. B.C. spends a lot less per capita than we do. We spend about 2700 more per person than B.C. does. But B.C. also taxes at a higher rate. The overall tax burden in B.C. is higher. They have a PST, for example. So, yeah, we could spend at the rate B.C. spends, and that might cover most of the gap. We're facing right now we could tax at the rate bc taxes that might cover most of the gap what do albertans want what do we expect our government to deliver here in the meantime i don't know that that hoping for the best waiting for another oil revenue boom to to rescue us once again is very sustainable so yeah i think we need to have a serious conversation uh, in alberta uh, so to that end certainly uh, uh, applaud the endeavor today by alberta party leader greg clark Maybe I don't agree with everything he's putting on the table. Maybe you don't either, but at least someone's recognizing the seriousness of the situation and trying to put some ideas on the table. Greg Clark uh, joins us on the line here. Of course, also MLA for Calgary Elbow. Greg, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Great to be here. All right. Well, tell us a bit more about why you're tabling what you're tabling here today and how you're coming at this. You know, I think your intro is is uh, exactly bang on. Uh, for far too long in this province, we've had governments time and again, and the NDP included, who whose entire strategy seems to be to cross their fingers and hope oil goes up. And and if it does, then the budget gets closer to balance. Although I will say, in the NDP's case, as we saw from last week's fiscal update, if revenues rise, the NDP spending rises exactly the same amount. Uh, so today, we put together a document called Pathway to Prosperity that maps out exactly how the NDP's budget would play out over 10 years' time. And I can tell you that the revenue line continues to go up slowly, but the expense line goes up exactly in parallel with it. Those two lines never cross. The NDP has no plan to ever balance the budget, let alone pay back uh, our our debt. Uh, I think, quite frankly, they don't realize they have to actually pay back the money that they've borrowed. At the same time, if you look on the right-hand side of the spectrum, as much as it might be nice to say, well, all we need to do is cut spending, Alberta is not BC. Uh, we have the different uh, uh, the cost base in this province. Uh, our, our private sector wages are 20% higher than BC's as well, and that's a great thing. Uh, so it needs to be a fair deal for those in the public service, but uh, the Wild Rose Plan would slash eight to ten billion dollars out of a 50 billion dollar budget it would cause absolute chaos in health and education 
uh, it would uh, lead to bad social outcomes for the province and really hurt our quality of life. So I don't like that plan either. So when we looked at that and said, well, where does that leave us? We started asking questions about how best to raise the right amount of revenue to, to drive uh, efficient government services. And so this is part of a process the Alberta Party's had going on since November uh, called Bold Ideas. And people keep telling me, and that's both my party members from the Alberta Party, but also just people who stopped me uh, on the street, that we need to think uh, differently, ask bigger questions, and that's exactly what we're doing today. Right. And I think it's a conversation we need to have. So uh, how do you determine then or how do you go about determining that that right mix when it comes to addressing revenue and addressing spending? You know, that's a great point because I don't have right now a a perfectly predictive or prescriptive plan. I I can't tell you specifically the kinds of things we need to do. What I will say is that in a $50 billion budget, surely to goodness we can find, say, 1% a year uh, that uh, in in, in pure efficiencies, just just overhead uh, money we're spending on things that we don't need to be spending that money on without having an impact on frontline services. I can't imagine the number of households in this province, just ordinary Albertans who've had to do the same and a lot worse, the number of companies who've had to do the same and a lot worse. Uh, I think we need to, to look at a, at a wage freeze for public sector uh, employees. Uh, they're, they're tremendous people who make a, a, a great contribution, but boy, in, in the difficult time that we've had in this province to tell someone that they're going to get paid the same next year as they got paid this year, but their benefits stay the same, the pension stays the same, I think that's a fair deal. Uh, and and I just it, it boggles my mind that the NDP have not been able to do that. At the same time, uh, if all we do is hope that the revenue side is fixed by oil going up, well, the next time oil goes down, we find ourselves in the same situation. So it is and now I think exactly the right time to start asking questions about different sorts of revenue streams. Do we want to look at user pay? Do we want to look at healthcare premiums? Do we want to look at, at, at ways to reduce personal and corporate tax and offset that with other kinds of revenue that were maybe more economically efficient? But that's what this is really all about, is, is starting to have that, uh, that discussion and, and see what Albertans think. Well, yeah, and as we've seen in the past, it's easy to be uh, low tax and big spenders when you've got billions and billions in oil revenue to to cover that gap. But if we're really serious about ending that reliance, uh, about being more responsible with that revenue, trying to save some of that revenue, what does that look like? Well, I think, you know, it, it, what I think a lot of people don't uh, understand, this isn't widely known, that Alberta's income tax revenue barely covers half of health care. It's, it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Our, our uh, personal income tax uh, is only about $11 billion, and health care costs upwards of $20 billion a year. Um, corporate tax uh, in this last third quarter update is going to drop by a billion dollars. And that sounds funny when the NDP raised corporate taxes by 20%, but that's forced companies to either simply relocate outside of Alberta or to, uh, to, to, to file their taxes in other jurisdictions, which is perfectly legal. Um, so there are other, other uh, taxation uh, structures that can work. Uh, and like I say, I think you, you look at uh, things like a, a health care premium or you look at things like um, uh, user pay, you look at, at entitlements. There's some, some people who uh, are probably getting help from the government who frankly don't need help from the government. And, and uh, those that do need that help, let's make sure they get it. So when you talk about reining in spending, are we talking about cuts to, to, to the bottom line? Are we talking about slowing the rate of growth? We are talking about slowing the rate of growth. It really is about um, uh, making sure that we're funding for uh, 
for population growth, uh, making sure that we have uh, enough teachers to fill those classrooms and make sure there's enough classrooms for the for, for kids. Uh, and But it's not about massive spending cuts. What it really is about is entrusting the public service and say, look, folks, we're in a tough spot here. You're the people on the front lines. How do you think we can do more with less? Uh, and, and how many companies, how many households have had to go through that same process? And I think we can do that not only in a way that reduces our costs, but in a way that actually makes our system more efficient and and, uh, provides better service for Albertans. Now, last week, the finance minister was asked about the possibility of a PST, and he sort of brushed off the question, but didn't rule it out. And I think there there are those who suspect that maybe it's something that the NDP is considering at some point on top of what they've already done. Where, in your view, does, does a PST fit in, and have the NDP taken the wrong approach thus far on taxes? Well, I'll tell you this. I do not trust the NDP with a PST uh, because Alberta does not simply have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem, but I, I, I will say I think we have both. We have both a revenue and a spending problem. Uh, but until we've addressed the spending problem, there's no chance that I would ever trust the NDP with a PST because it would just cause them to ramp up spending even more. Uh, and that's, uh, that, that's, not, that's not a situation I, want to, I certainly want to be in. Like I say, I don't think they actually realize they need to pay back the money that they're borrowing. But, uh, you know, in our document today, I think we do need to put all options on the table. Uh, and I think we need to start talking about is there is there a, a, a scenario where we can be reducing uh, corporate and personal tax to create uh, an attractive investment climate uh, and uh, allow Albertans to keep more of their honest, uh, their, their hard-earned earned money. People are asking me that question uh, and replace it with something else. Is there a scenario where, where that could work? But I'll say this, there's a big difference between starting a conversation about something and advocating for it because that is not current Alberta party policy. The only people in my party who can come up with that is, is our members. But uh, I can tell you it's a conversation a lot of our members have been having through the bold ideas process that we kicked off last November uh, and we'll continue to have that uh, right up through our next policy convention and, and we'll see where it goes. And where does the carbon tax fit in then? That's a great question. I think the carbon tax is a policy that can work if it's implemented properly, but the NDP have made such a mess with it. I think Albertans may have lost trust, uh, trust in a carbon tax as a concept. The Alberta party policy is a proper Revenue-neutral carbon tax, which means revenue-neutral very clearly means cuts to personal tax, so you keep more of your own hard-earned money, cuts to corporate and small business tax to create an attractive investment climate so we can have those innovative companies building technologies that can help address climate change and, and, and carbon uh, carbon emissions, um, and rebates only for the bottom third of the income bracket, people who really do need a little bit of help to get uh, the carbon tax bill paid, but only a rebate to the actual amount that it costs them. One of my big complaints with this carbon tax is a lot of people get a bonus over and above what it actually costs them for carbon tax, and and that just makes no sense at all. In terms of of timelines here, Greg, because I don't think anybody's saying that we can balance the budget overnight, given the situation we're in. But of course, as you say, I mean, the NDP's timetable just seems like perpetual deficits forever, maybe, or or maybe a a decade away from from balancing the budget. So what's a, a realistic timeline in your view? I think we can do it in four years. Uh, I think if you find 1% a year, which I don't think is an unreasonable amount, uh, and you find uh, some new sources of revenue, you know, the other thing our plan does is we would cap the amount of non-renewable resource revenue, so those royalties from oil and gas sales, at $3 billion. We would only ever assume we're ever going to have that amount. Now, if it ever goes higher than that, we would first repay debt 
and then we would repay uh we, we would use it for capital spending and once the debt's paid off uh we would put any excess to the heritage fund that would impose some discipline on our spending and we if if uh let's let's hope oil and gas uh, uh, royalties go up five ten billion dollars well that surplus needs to be put to uh, immediately to, to debt repayment but we can no longer assume that oil and gas is going to continue to to bail us out of any fiscal problem which isn't to say that I'm not a big supporter of our energy industry make no mistake i'm a big big supporter of alberta's oil and gas industry as it is today uh, but our governments have been irresponsible with how They've uh, budgeted for a non-renewable resource revenue, crossing their fingers and hoping to goodness that it bails them out of another problem. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, more at albertaparty.ca. Greg, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate that. You bet, Rob, anytime. All right, take care. Greg Clark, Alberta Party leader and MLA for Calgary Elbow. Uh, so, again, kudos to them for at least you know putting this out there, putting forward their own plan. I think uh, all the opposition parties should be putting forth plans. If you got a different vision for how we get back to a balanced budget, how we turn this around, put it on the table. Uh, because I think certainly there's a lot to criticize about what the NDP are doing. It's not sustainable. A lot of it's driven by politics. And maybe that falls back on us. Maybe we're okay with governments borrowing in perpetuity. Rather than at least being honest enough saying, look, this is how much we think government needs to spend. And so here's how we're going to pay for it. Because the NDP, I, I think, can get away with what they're doing now, more so than bringing in a PST tomorrow. I think that would hurt them more than this uh, perpetual borrowing. But is that responsible? And as, you know, as I say, is that honest? If you believe government is spending every penny it must, that there is nowhere to be cut. And frankly, let's be honest, I think the NDP, their understanding of a spending problem is that we're not spending enough. So if spending in Alberta is as low as it can possibly be, well, then how are you going to pay for that? Yeah, sure, maybe in a year or two, maybe oil revenues, those royalties will be flowing once again, and you can paper over the, the problem. But it hasn't gone away. So it is true that these revenues from, from oil and gas, they fluctuate a lot. And so we shouldn't have to rely on that from year to year. What the Alberta Party suggested is that we cap that at $3 billion. So we budget that in. We'll use about $3 billion from non-renewable resources to pay for the operation of government. And we won't rely on more of that. So we can get off this roller coaster. That seems reasonable. But if the money's not coming from resource revenues, it's got to come from somewhere else. So are people okay with paying a little bit more? Are people okay with government spending a lot less? Let's take a break here. We'll come back. Your thoughts, 403-974-TALK. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.